Hello, everyone. Welcome to Wei and Kathy Show. I'm your host, Wei Fang. A delegation of five U.S. senators and congresspeople made up by both parties quietly landed in Taiwan yesterday. And uh, it's a very quiet landing, but it generated a big uproar. And uh, basically, they follow Nancy Pelosi's steps there, uh, but they took a much daring flight route over the so so South China Sea. So CCP could only respond after aftermath by staging another round of a military drill. Actually, be, believe it or not, Taiwan is the uh, second is the second country that um, received the most uh, U.S. Congress uh, delegations. The first one is Israel. The second one is, is Taiwan. So because of this, uh, how to say, um, forbidden official contact between U.S. and Taiwan, Congress actually pretty much took up the role of uh, the diplom diplomacy. So in the Taiwan caucus, in the Congress, in the House, in the House caucus, there are 20, 229 members, okay, um, which, is, which, took, which takes 52% uh, of the entire you know, um, House. And while in the Senate, Taiwan, the Senate Taiwan caucus has um, 33 members, so about one-third. Okay, so many, many Congress people in the last 30 years has been traveling to Taiwan to show their support or show their friendliness. But because of Nancy Pelosi's incident and the CCP, in order to answer the, how to say, the emotion, okay, that it is stirred up in China, it has to respond strongly to any, you know, future visit by the U.S. delegation. Unfortunately, many, many U.S. Congress people wants to visit after they, you know, show their muscle after CCP showed their muscle. So CCP, CCP now just, you know, put themselves in a, how do they, a spinning mode that they have to respond every time. So basically you got a few people landing in Taiwan and CCP will have to stage, send all the fighter jet and the military uh, battleship out there. And it's very costly. <laughs> it's very tiring. Okay, not just US Congress, okay, the, the UK, and the Germany, they will be also sending their congressional delegations to Taiwan. And uh, so I guess the, the fallout is, is, you know, was not what the CCP was expecting. So that's a brief update in Asia. All right. So let's uh, set our eyes on in the U.S. Okay, now is the eighth day after the raid of the Mar-a-Lago, Mar um, Trump's home. And then actually, let me give you some quick update. Christina Bob, who is the uh, pr former President Trump's attorney, he told uh, Real American Voice that uh, at, during the process, for the duration of the raid, actually Trump and his family can see the whole process very clearly from New York. He, sa he said Trump probably saw it more clear than I, you know, who is honest, you know, at the side, but was shut out of the door, have to stand in the heat. Well, you know, the FBI agents thought they could uh, just close the, door, close the door and search the, 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 the place, okay, just by themselves. So how come? How did Trump able to see this uh, search from New York? In, very initially, the FBI indeed ordered the Mar-a-Lago staff to turn off, to shut down the, the, the camera and the monitor camera. They did. Then later, they went to the attorneys and asked, can we turn it back on? And the attorney said, yes, of course you're entitled to. So they went back and turned it back on. So the monitor cameras was only off for a short time. 
for the entire duration, which what I heard, I have not found any official record there. Okay, the, the entire search lasted uh, nine and a half hours. So in most of the probably 90, how to say, 5%, 98% of that time, and Trump is able to watch it because the monitor cameras were all on. Okay, so that's that. So Trump today issued his, uh, you know, wrote on the, under his Truth Social, saying that uh, the FBI seized the three, uh, stole, he said stole, three of my passport during the, during the trade, and one, one of them is already expired. And Trump also said, now the document they took away covered, was covered by the attorney-client privilege and also the potentially executive privilege during, you know, executive privilege. So they should return those documents. Actually, Trump's lawyers already requested um, for the, already uh, requested for the DOJ to return those uh, documents, okay? Um, I'm sorry, not, not, not just that. Or, and they request for the appointment of an independent special master to review the record. So what did the DOJ said? Sounds sensible, but DOJ said they are opposed to this idea. Okay, another update is about um, the Congressman Scott Perry from the 10th District of, of uh, Pennsylvania. And remember that last week he was stopped while on the way to his vacation. And he, he and his wife were stopped by three FBI agents and then they showed him the search warrant and took away his, um, his cell phone, okay? And then at that time, it's, it's very interesting. Okay, let me tell you the process. He then asked the agent that, how did you find me? And uh, he said, uh, they just said, uh, you know, with a smirk, it's what do we do? Then Scott Perry said, uh, you know, why are they going to return this to us? They said they're going to return it after they check it up. He said, uh, can you find my chief of staff and, re and return the cell phone to her? And they answered, we cannot find her. So Scott Perry cannot help thinking that this is the most powerful law enforcement agency in this country, and they can find him anytime they want, but they cannot find his you know, chief of staff, which is not hard to find at all. So that's that. However, he said, uh, I really don't know. To be honest, he said, to be honest, he said, I don't know. I don't know why they, you know, why, why, they, why they come. So this incurs something that in me, right? So remember that uh, I remember about 10 years ago, I think 15 years ago, I was in Germany. At that time, I was part of with a, with a group that uh, you know, peacefully protested the visit of the former CCP head, Jiang Zemin, okay, his visit to, to Germany. And the German government was protecting Jiang Zemin. And at that time, German police just stopped people and uh, asked for ID, you know, arbitrarily. And I was told that this is very normal. The police in, in Germany, of course, they can stop anyone and ask for ID. At that time, I told them, no, no, in this country, we don't. Okay, I, will, I would never worry about a police just stopping me or a FBI agent and saying that I want to see your ID. Okay, you don't look right. I said, here in the U.S., we don't do that. And we never run into anything like that. Okay, so, and, um, so basically what happened to former President Trump at the Mar-a-Lago Mar and what happened to Scott Perry is something very, very unusual. To be honest, apparently Scott Perry does not know, even today, he does not know what is the search warrant it was about. 
they show him the search warrant, but behind the search warrant, usually, not usually, there must be, must be an affidavit, affidavit. And he should be as insistent as the former President Trump on the search warrant, what's behind that. And I, I don't think he has asked that, asked for that yet. But the issue is, is, the, is of same relevance, okay? So here, let's talk about, uh, you know, what is, what set us different from Germany? Okay, it's, the, it's called the Fourth Amendment. Let me read it to you. The Fourth Amendment goes like this. The right of the people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures shall not be violated, and no warrant shall issue but upon probable cause supported by oath or affirmation, which is called affidavit, and particularly describing the place to be searched and the persons and the things to be seized. All right, that's the fourth amendment of our constitution. Because of that, we can you know, rest at home, assured that uh, no police will kick open the break, the break through the door and come to search for things. We will not worry about any police stopping us on the street it's simply because they don't feel we are right. Oh, no, I mean, they don't feel I'm, that I'm right. Uh, I'm the right person, okay? I'm the good person. So the Fourth Amendment clearly said it has to be an oath or confirmation, okay? Equivalent to the affidavit that the federal court in the southern Florida, okay, that judge, Reinhardt, um, um, right? Judge, judge Reinhardt, he should have seen, okay? And then the search warrant needs to describe the particularly describing the things to be seized. As, as, as we you know, now see that that search warrant was very broad. Every piece of document that President Trump possessed, you know, during his entire presidency from 27, January 20th of 2017 through the January 20th of the 2021, okay? Does that conform to the Fourth Amendment? And uh, which is, you know, supposed to really protect us from this kind of, you know, just breaking in or raid. And the uh, Fourth Amendment only has 54 words, okay? But these 50 words protect Americans from unreasonable searches and seizures of their property by the government in the last 240 years. This is how relevant this amendment is. And this is why we should be, you know, very, very concerned here, okay? With the Fourth Amendment, as part of our Constitution, our FBI seems to doing things that are against this amendment, all right? So um, anyway, so again, what is the probable cause? Probable cause is, you know, the reasons clearly stated by later shall be supported by the oath or affirmation. So supported by the probable cause, the reasons supported by a n a v David. Okay, so now DOJ has issued this answer because everybody asking, Everybody looking at this, this search warrant, there's nothing there. It's too broad. Doesn't does not say the real reason. Everybody's pressuring DOJ to give to publicize the affidavit. And today, as of today, DOJ say no. Well, what's the reason? They said if disclosed, the affidavit would serve as a roadmap to the government's uh, ongoing investigation, providing specific details about its direction and the likely course. 
in a manner that is highly likely to compromise future investigative steps. Okay, they said they have reasons, reason like that. So how is that reason received? Senator Lindsey Graham and wrote it, uh, tweeted in the following. He said it's imperative the Justice Department released the affidavit justifying the raid after crossfire hurricane, which is basically the, the, the Russia Russia um, hoax, um, and the Mueller investigation. There's no benefit of the doubt. All right, then okay. <clears throat> Since the uh, you know the, the unsealed. Uh, Search warrant didn't tell us much about the reason. Actually, neither did it tell the Senate Intelligence Committee much. Okay, so over the weekend, Democratic and Republican leaders of the Senate Intelligence Committee sent a letter to Attorney General uh, Garland and the Director of the National Intelligence, um, Avril Haines, and seeking detail regarding the reason behind the FBI's raid of the Mar-a-Lago. <clears throat> And Mark Rubio wrote, wrote this. He said in his uh, remark, Attorney General Garland claimed there was a substantial public interest in the execution of the unprecedented search warrant of uh, President Trump. He went on and said, as such, the Intelligence Committee has asked the Department of Justice to share with us on a classified basis the specific intelligent intelligence document seized from Mar-a-Lago. Okay, so basically saying that, okay, you said you cannot publicize it, how about share with us on the you know, classified basis, so nothing will be leaking, leaked out. We're reasonable, but we want to know the reason. And this is a Democrat leader and a Republican leader. Both parties want to get at the bottom of it. As of now, there's no answer from DOJ, and I doubt there will be any answer from DOJ to this inquiry, which is, what do you think, utterly reasonable. All right, so talking about the Fourth Amendment, I just cannot help just stress this some more with a, with a joke. Okay, this joke I already told before, but I still want to tell it again because it just fits so well here. All right, so there's, a, there's a Russia, right? There's a Russian, there's an Englishman, and there's a Frenchman, they were just, you know, just having dinner together, each bragging or just sharing or how to say, um, telling, okay? What's the most beautiful moment in life? The Englishman said, the most beautiful moment in life is I came back at the winter in a snowing day in December. And I come to my you know, fireplace with a fire there and then with a glass of um, you know, um, great wine. That's my most beautiful moment in life. The Frenchman said, well, the most beautiful moment in life is I go to the Mediter Mediterranean in the southern French and on the, uh, the, the France in the you know, beach of the Mediterranean coast and then you know, spend the night with my, you know, my beloved lady. The Russian said, what's the most beautiful moment for me is like at midnight. And then you heard this... Uh, the crazy knock on the doors. And you open the door, there's a group of secret police and uh, point their gun to you. And they said, Mr. Ivanovich, you're under arrest. And you laughed. You said, Sir, comrades, Ivanovich lived next door. <laughs> All right, that's the most beautiful moment of, uh, for so people in the Soviet Union, okay? 
Why? Because they don't have the Fourth Amendment. Okay, yeah, they don't have the Constitution. Many, many countries in this world does not have Fourth Amendment. Probably in all of them, except the U.S. This is how fortunate we are. Okay, being in this country, having our Constitution, have the Fourth Amendment, knowing that we can walk on the street, we can stay at home without worrying somebody breaking in. Okay, and harass us. We just stopped this, this, you know, this, this, this stopped last Monday, okay, with the FBI and a well-respected, formerly well-respected FBI, you know, breaking in the former president's home. With that happening, if we allow that, who else is safe? So, okay, that's, my, that's a short piece of today. I want to know that how you think. Uh, just share with me what you, th you know, how you think about it. And, um, and do you think the DOJ can hold on and never release that affidavit, which, you know, they submit it, and the judge, uh, um, Ray Hart, and uh, he saw, and he, based upon that, he signed it. But what's on it? What's in it? Okay, such a, such a broad search warrant. How was that approved? It's not in a particular things, okay, to search for, as stated by the uh, Fourth Amendment. So what do you think? I want to know how you think about that. Okay, and uh, let me see. Um, okay. And J.T. Thomas, you said, create your own rights. That is what leaders show us. And they are mouthpieces, not leaders. Okay. Um, okay. And Kurt Porter, you said, love the honesty in your reports. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, thank you, Kurt. Thank you for coming. And um, the Cancer Mouse wrote, there's nothing against the law to keep your monitor cameras on during the law enforcement raid, okay? Yeah, I think so. And, um, okay. So, yeah, uh, that'd, be, that'd be all for today. And uh, I think in this eighth day, we don't see any answer. There's, you know, questions abound. People are asking, so why, why, why? The big question is still not answered. Why did you carry the raid? Um, so, let's see how long they can hold on. All right, thank you very much for coming with us, and I wish you have a great rest of the night, and I will see you tomorrow. Take care.